Hello and welcome to the 267 podcast. That is Mike just doing a little test of Mike test? Yeah, Mike. Ooh, Mike the Mike test, that's good. Oh did you see what I did there? Yeah, I'm no, a bit no, delayed no, 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 on that no, no, no. then actually. I was like, <laughs> Mike, yeah, your name's Mike. Oh yeah, Mike. Your face looked like you didn't get that straight <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy thinking about what I'm going to say. We are currently on the YWAM Harpenden base, which is called the Oval, yep. but we are sitting in what looks like a dungeon. Um, but it's really cool. I will upload pictures to the Instagram. It's their prayer room, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. prayer room. You follow us on Instagram at Oval Prayer Room. Best place to pray. I'd be well happy in here praying. Um, and I am joined with Mike, who you know. Ooh. And then I have, okay, Johnny. I'm going to call you Johnny okay. today. I'll That's what I'm going to go today, with. Yeah. Usually I call him Jono. <laughs> um, and also Connor. Do you want to say hello? Yeah, hi. I'm Connor. Um, and today, the title of the podcast is using our gifts and opportun- no, using our gifts as opportunities nice. and for influence as well. Um, and in our usual fashion, Mike's going to start us off with some funny questions. Well, I've been more thinking of the questions that are sort of linked to where we are. So, okay, so if you could be stuck, or if you had to be stuck in any room in your house for a year. In our house? Yeah, where would you want to be stuck? Like our childhood home or where we live now? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with childhood home because you've got more oh, options. Yeah, that's okay. great because I live in one room now. <laughs> <laughs> um, stuck in any room. That's difficult because, you know, you've got some priorities to make. Like, you know, you've got the toilet, you've got the kitchen, you know, kind of important things. Um, you can make do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'd go for the kitchen. That's the priorities. You know, the kitchen sounds like a... I think I'd probably go garden. Is that counting as a room? Uh, or is that bending the rules? Probably. I don't know. I mean, let, let's look at the rules and restrictions from the last two years. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm just thinking of the toilet factor. I haven't thought about that. I've got about the fridge. Well, what was the, like, what was yeah. the mean? You got stuck in a room for a year in your house. That's not, the garden doesn't count. No, Why not? Room. It's a living space. It's, it? not a, it's not a confined area. Well, my garden is a And like, you say the garden is a field, it's not the same thing. Yeah, I mean, our garden here is pretty big. Yeah, see, so if you could have gone for that, if you thought about it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, in, so I'm from Florida originally, right? You know, it might be a little bit more enjoyable and dry to be in the garden for a year. I would not want to be stuck in a garden for a year in England. No. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but then wouldn't you, like, crisp up if you were in the garden? In Florida, yeah. yeah. It, would never, it would be too hot. I think I would pick my, age, my like bedroom. My bedroom, when I was a kid, it was really fun. I had this... Um, sort of bunk bed that nice. was also so the bed was on top and then there was sort of like cupboards and stuff all in the middle and then the bottom bunk it pulled out Ooh. and I had a, I had a couch in my room as well what? so it was like so yeah. my, my bed pulled out there's a TV on there you fridge uh, at one point yeah as I as I grew up and as I progressed um, my, it's like an Ikea dream you've got there. <laughs> yeah, I, I did buy a mini fridge and I put it in my room <gasps> because I was really obsessed with American football. And so I wanted to just sit in my room and not have to leave at all. I feel so like, I, yeah, having like a fridge with whilst watching American football yeah, is a real yeah. American dream. Like 15, it? 16 years old, just like get home from church, go to the sports bar by my house, get 20 buffalo wings, <laughs> sit in my room, wow. watch American football. That's aspirational. Yeah. Right, right. Get Mountain Dews out of my mini fridge. Mountain Dews. And who are you going to support though? The Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, yeah. Every, every Controversial. Day. Yes. yes. Wow. 
See, okay, this is where I like step back because I have no idea. That's no, fine. Well, what we just thought I'd give him a chance, so yeah. everyone that listened to it could have gone, well, why are you supporting them? Yeah. You're from Florida. Mm. It's true. That's it true. makes no sense. No. Uh, another question is, what job would you not want your parents to have? Ooh. That can be a dicey question. Mm. Um, <laughs> what job? It's difficult. I think I'm going to go with teacher. I'm going to go safe teacher because oh, okay. I... I did that not go well school. in my boy's school that some of his school friends have had their parents being a teacher mm. and it just tricks them mm. and I feel for the kid a bit yeah. why did it trick them? because you're teaching your own child yeah that's true you yeah. can't go to school where most of your social life occurs and yeah. not be away from your parents yeah yeah it's always under the you've got no, no away time yeah. have you yeah. Going to school. yeah that's a good one actually uh, I would I'd probably say something that would maybe cause my parents to be away for a long time so speaking of American football, like I can imagine it would be hard to raise a family as, you know, someone who travels for work like a you know baseball player, football Professional player. Professional sports, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. although you make loads of money, you're probably gone three quarters of the year. Yeah. And so I, I would probably, as cool as it would be to have a, a dad or a mom who's a professional sports player, it would probably be very difficult. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just thinking like, Bedman because that would be kind of stanky. <laughs> they, they just come home, smell like. They just come home and then like, you know, they give you a hug and you're like, you guys just <laughs> covered in all this. And what about you, Ellie? Um, for some reason, only the only things that come into my mind are just inappropriate things. So I'm not going to say it on podcast. Oh. I just wouldn't want my parents to do anything that would embarrass me. Basically. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah. I, I wasn't saying police. Like, <laughs> police. You want when your parents are police? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that, yeah. No one wants. Yeah. Actually, no, I was going to say, what do they call policemen? No, that's not right. <laughs> Especially before I was a Christian, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know lots of really lovely policemen, but I wonder what it's like being the kid of a police person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. Yeah, it must be hard. It must be hard. I think they get a lot of stick. Um, would you both like to tell us a little bit about what mm. it is that you do on the base mm. uh, and what it's like to be with YWAM, Youth mm. Edition? Yeah. yeah. Uh, should I share a bit of context for what YWAM yeah. is? Yeah. So YWAM is an acronym for Youth with a Mission, Y-W-A-M, and it is a global missions organization. Um, we are so decentralized, so it's impossible to count how many staff we have full-time, but many people say that YWAM is the largest missions organization in the world. Um, we span every continent. Um, we have just about a presence in every country. Um, whether it's, you know, maybe just one person who is, you know, trying to be faithful to Jesus and yeah. the call of God, um, in some, you know, seemingly random corner of the earth. Um, or if it's a community like we have here in Harpenden, uh, where it's hundreds of people gathering together. Um, but it started in the 1960s by a man named Lauren Cunningham, um, who saw a vision of waves of young people from every nation going to every nation. And it was in a time when, uh, if you wanted to go into missions, it, you had to do, you know, four years of seminary, you had to get training, you had to be sent out from a denomination or a church, and, and it was often long-term missions. You know, the idea of a short-term mission trip to do something, it, was, it, was, uh, it wasn't a reality that they were able to walk in back then. And so Lauren uh, committed his life, and him and his wife started working towards seeing that come to pass. And, you know, we're, we're mm -hmm. here we are now because... Yeah. They, they felt like God put something on their heart and they worked faithfully to it. And so uh, I joined staff with Youth with a Mission in 2017. Um, I did what is called a discipleship training school, which is sort of the 
um, the entryway into being on staff with Youth with a Mission. And I did that in 2016 in Kona, Hawaii, which is a, is a pretty good place to... Top yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Top time. Yeah, you're slumming it for the Queen <laughs> Mind. Plugged into missions. Like the best <laughs> um, one, isn't it? 22. Yeah, and I had I'd grown up um, not really in a Christian home, but had become a Christian in my late teens. Um, but honestly didn't know what my life was unto. Um, I was invited to come to discipleship training school by a friend. We did it together, and my life was just radically transformed. Right. Uh, I felt God's heart for the nations of the earth and for what's called the Great Commission to be fulfilled, Matthew 28, go into all the nations, make disciples. Um, and I decided, you know what, I want to give my life to this. And that was almost six years ago now, and I've, I've really just been a part of Youth with a Mission ever since. And I moved to England two years ago um, to staff discipleship training school here. And because I feel like God wants to raise up fiery young people for the kingdom of God in England. And, mm -hmm. and he wants to use this nation again, like he's done for the last, you know, a few centuries um, as a launching pad for a global missions movement. And so that's why I'm here. I met my fiance here, which is amazing. Well, Hallelujah. <laughs> Can I just say his description of why I'm like, so the spot on that. I feel like he's probably rehearsed that a few times. <laughs> yeah, it was very like motivational. Yeah, like, you know, when someone's like, he could be a YWAM salesman. You're yeah, a poster, poster boy. Like a rep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like a commission boy. You're on commission. Yeah. It's a great commission. I'll take commission. Yes, so I've been involved with this YWAM base here for a long time. My, my parents have been, well, my parents have been involved with the base for a long time. I joined staff here back in September, so it's not been as long. But I'm local, I, I grew up in Luton, um, yeah, so I, I don't have as much to say about why I'm, because Connor kind yeah, of covered it all. It, yeah. And, yeah, like, but you've been up. around for a while, and you're yeah. familiar with context, and, yeah, exactly. and I've known you even since from before you, yeah. you joined staff, mm -hmm. because you've been around and you've been a part of the community. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure your dad's like famous, isn't he? Yeah, one? like, I mean, <laughs> in certain spheres. You know, have you heard of Tom Cruise? <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm the son of Tom Cruise, that's, that's me. Uh, no, no. So Egyptian Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm going to ask you some would you rather questions and then we're going to like jump into the actual right. thing. But awesome. I love these, like, especially when it comes to you, I love would you rather questions. And I was going through them today, like getting all excited and I wanted to ask my friends. But, but anyway, you can't think about it, it's got to be a... It's just got to be bam. Okay, okay. Right. so would you rather have the ability to fly or speak any language? Yeah, as a missionary. Yeah. Yeah. I knew, like, what else? Yeah, any yeah. language has got to be self <laughs> yeah, But if you've got like... What is it? When you can, what's the gift when you can speak in tongues? You, if you've got that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, you'd save a lot of money in, on an airfare if you could fly, though. It's like both of those are great gifts for missions, yeah. but it's like not all of these are. They, I tried to find the gift ones, but anyway, would you rather go to the gym or go and play a sport? I'd play rather sport. play a sport, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, would you rather work for the best boss or be your own boss? Ooh. Mm. I have the best boss, by the way. My best boss is Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah, I'd work for the best boss. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 you, you, really, you really just get done. less responsibility. Yeah. I think I would actually rather work with because yeah. it is less responsibility. I love taking orders from someone who, like, mm. uh, really. Someone that you respect and trust. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, I just really struggle taking orders. Mm. But so that's why you're a boss. That's why I'm a boss, which is really <laughs> weird. Although I don't have trustees that are, like. Mm. They boss you. Mm. They don't really boss you. <laughs> That's uh, accountability. They're really good for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the creativity, the freedom and creativity of mm -hmm. leading someone, I, mm. I quite like. Yeah. But wouldn't the best boss release you to be creative? Ooh. Well, I think it would, but maybe yeah. 
because of the nature of being it, they don't always. Well, ask Ellie, do I believe you to be oh, correct? You're, you're oh. basically describing Mike right now. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um, it's true though, it's true. I'm saying it because it's true. Uh, would you rather give up your dreams and live comfortably, comfortably, or struggle your whole life a little bit? The latter struggle. basically describes my last yeah. six years. I'm in for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got fiance out of it. Yeah, so that's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Um, would you rather be the world's worst superhero Ooh. or live the most boring existence ever? Oh, that's a great one. It is a good question, isn't it? I think worst superhero. Really? I think, you know, I mean, you're a superhero. Yeah. But how super? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that. Is it like Hancock? You know, yeah, Hancock yeah. type bad superhero. Or is it like, Ooh. you know, Condiment Man from Lego film, where all you can do <laughs> is squirt. Yeah, well, I'm thinking. Because I'm like Wasp Man. Yeah, yeah. Or is it like, is Ant Man? Is it Ant Man? Because like, I'm the worst. If, I would love to have Ant Man's powers, honestly, if that's. What does he give you? If that's considered the worst superhero, Cat Man is, yeah. I think I just heard the name once and I thought, what kind of superhero? Yeah. Well, that's the joy of it, isn't it? That yeah. super, it's all subjective, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might just need you at that moment to have yeah, two like condiments. Yeah, and little kids, there a superhero, go. little Lego superhero would be amazing, yeah. little kids. Yeah, imagine it? someone. So, are you, what are you, what, have you answered the question? Yeah, superhero. Yeah, super yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, would you rather talk like Batman or Mickey Mouse for the rest of your life? I don't know. Ben. I'd take Batman. Yeah, I'd take Batman. I see how you've all gone for the low. Can, can yeah, one of, of you at least try to imitate me? How did Mickey speak? Really? Yeah, I don't know. Hi, guys! Mickey Mouse Clubhouse! Okay, the next question you have to answer in one of those voices. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> no, I like that. Here we go with that. Would you rather never shower again? This is the last one. Or learn the secrets of the universe. <laughs> so what? Wow. Never secrets of the universe. universe. <laughs> secrets of the universe. Yeah. My normal voice is Batman voice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say secrets of the universe? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. you know the secrets of the universe. Wait, I'm not, Batman. <laughs> not shower or know the secrets? I feel like those are two... Completely. So, such a different end of the spectrum. You can know everything in the whole entire world, but you're never allowed to. But that's kind of like okay. a Garden of like... Eden question. No, I think yeah. what you're saying is you can know everything in the world, but you have to not shower again. Yeah, you're, yeah. Oh, you're filthy okay. for the rest of your life. Yeah, but you know everything, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but then you, you also know how much you stink as well. You're kind of no, I don't know. Yeah, actually, no, if, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking you up on the shower offer. I'll, I'll shower. Yeah. yeah, it's just my life now. I don't know the secrets of the universe. I love it. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking it's of. It's the gift yeah, of learning. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes knowing too much is unhealthy. Yeah. And then you'd be miserable and smelly. Yeah. It's like a double whammy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be miserable. Wow. Smelly. With wisdom comes much sorrow. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I just asked the question for all of us. I love that. But yeah, to rein it back into the topic, mm. the first <laughs> question that we're going to ask is what do you feel like your gifts are and how have you used them as opportunities to influence young people or evangelize? Mm. That's a good question. Astrophysics. Astro Johnny, uh, you want to start? talk about astrophysics, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, you know, for me, one of the gifts, and I think probably for Connor as well, is like sports and mm. like doing sports. It's, yeah. it's an international language, really. Yeah. You know, you... You pick up a football and go to any nation and you can connect with anybody you meet. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Amazing. Except for the States, that's like the exception. Um, <laughs> then you got to pick up a different yeah, football. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's a gift that I've 
sort of kind of grown up being cultivated. Like my, my dad's from Egypt and, you know, they're crazy about football there. So he made us all play football. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I love playing football. Um, it, but also other sports. I feel you can just connect with people so easy that way. And mm-hmm. like going on outreach to the Middle East um, last year, that was one of the ways we like interacted with like, with like Muslims and with like orphans. It's just playing football, playing sports. You don't speak the same mm-hmm. language, but you can share fellowship and joy through that. Yeah. It's such Powerful. a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. like even, and you don't even have to be good at it. Like yeah, I exactly. played with the kids yeah. with in my area, and mm-hmm. I'm rubbish, but yeah. somehow you are able to. It's sometimes even a, a bigger witness when you're not good at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like crazy. It's like when when you're really good at something, it gives you a lot of authority to speak yeah. into people's mm-hmm. lives who are uh, involved in that. But then also. When you're really bad at something, but you're just joyfully yeah. there, you yeah, know, sure. it, it, it's a big testimony. Yeah. 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 I, I remember one time I was, I went on this college campus tour and we were going throughout the, the Northeast of America and we were preaching the gospel on different college campuses and hosting these events. And one day for evangelism, we were at, um, I think it was um, Columbia University in New York City. And we went out to just do evangelism and I saw some guys playing ultimate frisbee and I just went up and I was like, hey, can I join and play ultimate frisbee? And this whole time, these college campus guys, university guys, and you know, they're cursing and you know, pushing one another and they're, they're having fun, but I'm just there just being so positive, so encouraging. Bro, you're killing it. You're doing so great. You know, like keep going. Oh, good throw. My bad. You know, all those sorts of different things. I started talking with this guy who... Um, who I was covering, and we just started making conversation. By the end of the time, he, he started just asking me, oh, what are you doing here? And it just broke down all of the walls of suspicion yeah. of like, yeah. you know, it's kind of the icebreaker in and of itself, where, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? Like, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't go here. And he's like, why are you here? <laughs> and I was it's like, and it was just like, he asked, why are you here? And I said, I'm here to meet people like you, and, and, and just share the simple message of the gospel. And it's like, those sorts of icebreakers that just come very naturally through sports, there's so many stories of, of going on different outreaches and stuff and, and people just being drawn in by doing sports and activities like that. Such a such an easy way. Yeah. And the power of it is it's this whole entering somebody else's world. Yeah. Where sometimes, particularly the church, Christians, we're sometimes inviting people into our world and how difficult that is sometimes to whether it's church or Christian communities, for all their strengths, that can be really difficult. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're gonna say, I'm gonna go into your world that's you know, football, basketball, yeah. your street, your marketplace. There's a real, it's almost disarming, isn't it? Because you've laid yourself out there. Yeah. And I think you're right, is the, the frisbee was so, we've, the frisbee's been a real thing with lots of kids we play. Yeah. Somehow you pick up a frisbee and, and a basketball as well. It's mm. been like, we did, we were on an event last year, weren't we? And we just, about nine o'clock at night, just took a basketball mm. over to the gym with like seven or eight of them and we were playing for like three hours yeah, it wasn't a yeah. game it was just like we were doing like trick shot challenges yeah, and stuff yeah, like that yeah. and trying to do a full court dunk and, yeah. and then doing it you get three shots from every one yard line yeah. and, lines, yeah. and there was just something quite it was just beautiful because there was just seven or eight guys and girls and we were just chatting when cheering each other on and there was something quite disarming about it yeah. we hadn't planned it we hadn't prepared it it was just and I think that's why sport is quite powerful isn't it yeah, yeah. we need to think about how how do we use that yeah. um, mm. more? I think. And it's so interesting, isn't it? Because like, when we think of evangelism, and especially in churches, like, okay, we need to go out and evangelise, but it's mm-hmm. always seen as you need to go out on the streets and you yeah. need yeah. to like, shout at people on the street and tell mm-hmm. them. And I'm not saying that that's not effective in, in the right context or mm-hmm. if you've been called to do that or God's mm-hmm. told you to do it. 
but mm. there's just so many other ways that we can. Mm. But we got volleyball next week. Yeah. We got we're, we're taking over the beach the volleyball. Volleyball court. and yeah. we've got dodgeball coming. And we got dodgeball coming up in the autumn. A dodgeball tournament in the autumn. Watch this space. But yeah, volleyball in a couple of weeks, which might have already happened by the time this comes out, but. Uh, yeah, because it's beach volleyball courts in St Albans. Oh, and we're high, like proper, yeah. and they're really good quality ones. So we're hiring them. We've done it for four yeah. years now. Yeah, oh, yeah it's, it's good. So it's like, like an actual beach. And we've had a couple of people just wander in, and we're like, yeah, come hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I feel like sports sometimes is, is a bit of the obvious one, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that really yeah, love sports. Just, just no, 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 no. I'm not trying to dismiss that. I'm trying to transition yeah, us yeah, onto, yeah. onto more because I feel like we could all talk about sports yeah, all day. Sure. Um, <laughs> where many people are, are into sports, mm. and so it's like it's it's non-explicit evangelism. Yeah. Yet it is a tool in our hands to connect with people, right? Yeah. But there's so many things like that that. Um, Often in YWAM, we talk about this thing that we like to call the sacred-secular divide. Mm. And it's this idea that in our mind, there are some things that are sacred to God, like worship and prayer and reading our Bible and evangelism. And then there's some things like secular that are just like, you know, doing my taxes and going to the grocery store and, you know, watching my kids and taking a nap. Like those are... Those are not the quote-unquote non-spiritual things. Yeah. But but we like to talk about that because we want to break the divide. We don't think the divide is biblical. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like you know, there's there is no difference between the things that, you know, we can we can do all of those things as unto the Lord, and we can yeah. do all of those things with the Lord, yeah. and and so I, I love talking about people using their gifts and talents that don't seem like things that would be especially like gifts or talents yeah. that would especially be used for evangelism. Right? Yeah. You know, the people who are accountants who just do accounting really well and, and are just able to connect with other accountants and, you know, are in their accounting firm, you know, and are able to connect with those people and, and eventually yeah. that, that leads to, you know, those relationships being built, that leads to those seeds being planted. And, and you could go on and on and on with all the occupations, you know. Um, uh, I know plenty of people who are are gifted carpenters yeah. or, or gifted craftsmen who, you know, they, I, they, they just don't have that sort of gifting for, you know, teaching the scriptures like a pastor or leading worship like a worship leader. All of these different things. But they yeah. have this gift of working with their hands and creating yeah. something beautiful and, and building something that's sturdy. And, and I know those people that often dismiss themselves for a ministry or mission because they're like, oh, I don't have A, B, or C spiritual quote-unquote yeah. gift. Um, yeah. It, it, it kind of links in with the next question, which yeah. is what do you think are the most influence, influential mm. gifts in God's kingdom? Mm. Um, because and we can look at certain gifts like worship and stuff like that. They're like, mm. oh my goodness, that gift. Or like, everyone would want to have that gift. Mm. And they can uh, have more opportunities to influence people. But actually, there's loads of stuff like generosity that yeah. we really need. So yeah. what, what what do you think are the most influential Gifts mm. or what? Or maybe what should be more should be more given. More, more yeah, front more, row. Yeah, 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 as well. Well, I think it's quite difficult because there's obviously there's different gifts apportioned to different people. Mm. Like God gives us each different gifts to mm. use them. Like you know the parable of the talents. You know He gives us these things that we should use them to reap mm -hmm. a greater harvest. Um, so it's difficult to like identify one or two things that mm -hmm. is like the gift that should be magnified the most mm -hmm. um i mean yeah ultimately it comes down to that idea of taking what god's given you and yeah. multiplying it um 
So yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'd struggle to give an answer for yeah. that, like a specific yeah. one. So, so there's different things. Like, you know, we can consider Jono's ability uh, at playing football a gift. For me, I can barely walk. And, and so the idea of kicking a ball accurately is, is, is hard to wrap my head around. But I think that there are things that we can cultivate and we can still call those gifts and talents. Just because mm -hmm. we're cultivating them doesn't mean that they're not gifts, not really talents. I think the two things that immediately came to my mind when you asked what are the things that are the most important, most significant, most impactful are the gifts of relatability and the gifts mm -hmm. of authenticity. If we can cultivate the ability and the talent to relate with others, it doesn't matter if we have common interests, shared experience, if we can cultivate the ability to make a connection with someone and make them feel as if they were just known, mm -hmm. then that is the most invaluable. There, you cannot put a price tag on that gift because that will, you, you can use that anywhere in the world, whether or not mm -hmm. you are the same as this person, same as that person, you know, it's like, that is just so invaluable. And then the gift of authenticity. I've met so many people who are jaded by Christianity, jaded by religion in general, because they've, sent, they've seen an inauthentic expression of it. Yeah. You know, they've seen um, you know, moral failures of people who are supposed to be these holy men and women of God. They've seen you know, their parents go to church really faithfully, but know be verbally abusive in the home you know they've seen yeah. these inauthentic expressions whatever it looks like or even just people who have no you know quote unquote big sin in their life but are just covering up their own insecurity you know whatever it is it could be big or it could be little but the ability to be authentic with people kind of bridges that gap of relatability yeah. and, and it is such a beautiful pathway into planting seeds mm -hmm. people just want to see an authentic expression of of love for God or wrestling with God yeah. even, you know, when we don't know all the answers when we don't have all the ducks in a row, but we're able to say that and acknowledge that and say, you know what, like I'm still figuring this out, but I've met this man named Jesus and I really love him. Yeah. You know, he's really changed my life to have that authenticity um, and the authenticity to not just put on the church face or the, yeah. Yeah. Cause I was going to say sometimes it it's a bit of a, a culture thing in church, isn't it? Yeah. That you're made to think, and I know from my experience of coming to church sometimes is, yeah, it's this lack of understanding that it's okay to come to church and mm -hmm. not have it all together and mm -hmm. and not and and feel like you have to be me in a certain style. It's funny because it links mm -hmm. in with our podcast last week actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder whether sometimes we're using some of our Christian gifts that we use in church and ultimately assume we should use them for evangelism. Now sometimes there's crossover, but actually teaching yeah. and worship, I wonder whether their strength is actually for building up. Uh, the body and actually those other gifts if we were to start to big up them more that because the relatability thing is massive but if you can make someone feel like they're the only person in the room when you're talking to mm, them yeah. that gift out in the world and you take something similar like love your neighbor mm. that is what it is it's so the person you walk past on the street that normally has got their head down but you catch their eye and you smile at them and you say how are you yeah. and then next time you have a another sentence with them and stuff like that yeah. it's that ability which isn't seen as a gift in the church but actually, if we were to practice it, that almost like talking to strangers and yeah. being warm would be would open so many doors. And I think those people that have got that, because I think it is a gift, they've got that confidence mm. to talk to strangers or to start conversations with a coffee shop guy. Yeah. It's yeah. a real gift that you want to say, actually, I love the fact that you'll talk to anyone. Yeah. You know, God, yeah. God will use that for you to just yeah. be able to do that. Um, yeah. I think interesting with teenagers, I've 
how many teenagers have seen um, a gift used, which we don't talk about enough, is working with little kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's really powerful because then you're talking to the parents, the kids get blessed, but actually the teenager feels like they're of use as well. Mm-hmm. So they want to do it more. And I remember years ago, we did a thing called Love Well in Garden City. It was just a random act of kindness event. Mm-hmm. And we had someone build us a soft play on the lawn in the middle of the high street. It's like a mini yeah. soft play under gazebos because it was a warm day, like today. Yeah. And it was just for under four-year-olds. Mm. And then we had a bunch of teenagers just like sitting in ball pits, just <laughs> chatting with little ones. And then a parent would go, why are you doing this? And you, there's a couple of other guys were about to say, well, we're just here to just bless people. And it was yeah. just like, but these teenagers were so good mm-hmm. with tiny yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you almost want to say, that is such a good gift. Yeah. Because yeah. especially the guys, you know, yeah. We grew up having not enough guys involved in kids' ministry. Mm-hmm. It's a powerful yeah, thing yeah. when a teenage guy that doesn't need to do it, he's a bit of a jock, <laughs> loves sport, but he's yeah. going to sit down and sit with a dribbling kid yeah. uh, because <laughs> the parents will see something powerful. Yeah. 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 This so, I smiled when you mentioned that because, funnily enough, that is actually why I asked you. John, I called you Johnny, didn't I? Because yeah. of sometimes I'm calling Johnny. you got to be <laughs> Yeah, I've got to remember. Because my son, we go to the same... Mm church obviously I go to the same church as my son but with Johnny mm. and you've always been really good at that and yeah. there's you, you don't really do a lot of youth work as such but that mm. in itself is youth work and you've always connected really well with mm. him which I noticed yeah. um which funnily enough links to the next question but nice. um how easy do you think it is to recognize gifts in others mm. um yeah. and to be able to call it out to recognize gifts in others yeah mm. That God could use, you know, that yeah. we're not very good at it. We're quite self-deprecating mm-hmm. as Christians sometimes, yeah. aren't we? So you, you won't pick your own gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. actually we need one another. So yeah. actually I can clearly see yeah. God's doing this in yeah. you. Sure. Yeah. Go for it. And yeah. Yeah. that's what we're sort of talking yeah. about. I mean, I think like particularly with British culture, I mean, like, here we live in a like, multicultural community, but in British culture, it's particularly difficult to encourage people. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have experienced yeah. that. I've experienced yeah. that. Um, so it's kind of a barrier that you have to break down as a Brit, um, but it's such a useful thing to do. Like if you learn mm-hmm. to spot that in someone, yeah. it's so needed, especially with youth work. Like if yeah. you see a teenager and see like that kid's a leader, you need to tell them that yeah. they're a leader. I think of like some of the base kids here. I'm like, mm-hmm. I look at some of the youth on the base, and I think that kid's amazing at this thing. Mm-hmm. And like you know, you just got to say it to like start like spark it in them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm reminded of when you go on the train, yeah. you know, and they say, oh, if there's anything wrong, like, report it to the traffic police. <laughs> See it, say it, solved it. An English accent, but I like it. I've heard it so many times. <laughs> and, uh, but it's like, you almost apply that to, yeah. like, encouragement. It's like, yeah. I think often we see things in people, but we're hesitant to say it because mm. we, I think, our own insecurities mm-hmm. of, like, Oh, if, if somehow if I encourage this person, then mm. I'll be less. <laughs> or, or, you know, it's like, you know, why will they think, well, I'm weird because I'm encouraging them. You know, all these different things. But it's like we need to see things and we need to say it. Because reality is, is gra- gratitude unexpressed is no gratitude at all. Mm. You know, yeah. when, when we're thankful about something, when we are, are encouraged by something, when we acknowledge something, but we don't express it, it's, mm. it's an incomplete version of that thing. Mm. So it's so easy to see things in people, but it's not enough to just see things in people. We need mm-hmm. to encourage people yeah. and we need to acknowledge the things that we see in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think also there's the public-private thing as well. Yeah. Is that sometimes we've got to call out that gift in front of other people. Yeah. 
because that's a really important thing, but not to cherry pick favourites, mm -hmm. but actually it's really important that we do that public, publicly and then follow it up privately by saying, actually, yeah. I really want you to use this gift. Do you mind leading mm -hmm. that in church or do you mind running the hospitality or yeah. actually we need some help planning? You know, and but then also saying to everybody else and make it a bit of a rhythm of what you do to mm -hmm. call out gifts and say, do you see that? That's what I want, I want to give thanks for that. Mm -hmm. And make it so it's not weird, because I think it becomes weird so we don't do it, because we don't want it to be weird. And I think that's where like relationship comes yeah. in play, doesn't it? Because it, sometimes it can be a little bit weird if you don't know yeah. the person, you just go yeah. like, oh. Context, yeah, this, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, but that's why it's so important to establish. Being your own youth group, that's a really good thing to yeah. do, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't, wouldn't probably stand up in church in front of a bunch of people and say, Dave, Dave, great at baking. Everyone go around Dave's house, yeah. great at baking. <laughs> Dave has 300 people. <laughs> but you know, when you've got yeah, half a dozen kids that yeah, you're doing your yeah. discipleship with, you say, actually, me and Johnny were chatting. Yeah. Different Johnny, not this Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's a power in speaking as yeah. well. Like you speak into their hearts, you say, this is what I see in you, and that you know, comes alive. Yeah. Like we have so much power in our words. So if, we, if we're holding it back, then you know, it could be such a beautiful gift that's just sitting there and yeah. you know, nothing happens. It's yeah. not water. No, it's true. Like, yeah. it's just in the dark. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Um, but to wrap it up, I think we've come along nicely. Um, but what advice could you give to young people that aren't sure of what their gifts hmm. are yet? Great, great question. Mm. Mm. Try. Just try different oh, things. Good you know? There's, there's so much um, to try out there. I think the guy that brought YWAM to England, he says, I mean, I'm, I'm a man in my 20s. Um, and he says that your 20s and your youth, you know, is the best time to try different things. You, want, mm -hmm. you don't need to figure out your life. You don't need to say, I've got all my gifts sorted by this age. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to find new gifts throughout all your life and you're going to cultivate and nurture different gifts. Yeah. Um, so just take every opportunity to try different things. You know, yeah. Try kids ministry, try leading worship, try I don't know, preaching or something. You know, yeah. Try everything you can and you'll see what like, comes alive in you. Kind of, yeah. Like when you do something, you realize yeah, absolutely. Is, you get stirred by it. Yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I think along with that, a part of knowing what we're called to is also knowing what we're not called to. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and a yes to some things or a no often yeah. to many other things. Mm. And um, so part of discovering what our gifts are, what our talents are, what our callings are, mm. uh, is failing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's part of trying. Mm. And saying, you know, I was rubbish at that. Yeah. Uh, nor did it bring me life to try it. Yeah. Um, probably not called to it. Mm. Uh, that's okay. Now I know what I'm not called to. Mm. That's one step closer to knowing what I'm called to. Mm. Um, so trying and failing. And then my last thing would be that it's not a selfish or prideful thing to acknowledge that you're good at something. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's part of walking uh, in our identity as sons and daughters, as co-laborers with God. Um, there's one story, and I, Matt, the name Matt Redman is coming to mind, so I think it might have been Matt Redman. I think he led worship um, in Times Square in New York City, and I think it was like, I heard the story. He got off the stage. It was a great time, and this person goes, oh, Matt, great job. You killed it. And he said, oh, it was all God. And this person said, no, it wasn't. If it was all God, it would have been much better than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> just the moral of the story is that it's not a selfish or prideful thing to yeah. acknowledge I'm good at this thing. Yeah, or something. Yeah. I want to walk in that and yeah. I want to cultivate that and I want to use that to bless and serve others. Yeah, love that. Yeah, that's really good. Well, thank you so much for having Enjoy. us in your you Plague 
Prayer, room, slash dungeon. dungeon. <laughs> well, I don't want to call it a dungeon because that gives like yeah, a negative kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's, it's nice. It's nice in here. Paul and Silas broke out the dungeon, so maybe. Yeah. Maybe you need some chains in here for that sort of. Broken chains. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening and watch out for our next one. Amen. Amen. Amen.